What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. This episode is all about Luis Severino. Murph likes talking about how I'm a kind of a good announcer. That was my announcer voice for you. This is episode 102. Luis Severino is what we're talking about, so let's talk about him. All right, everybody, coming in at 218 pounds, 188 centimeters, 98 kilograms. I don't know if that matters to you guys, but he throws right-handed. He bats right-handed if he ever steps in the box. Standing at six foot two, playing for the New York Yankees, born February 20th, 1994. I'm done with reading his baseball reference page. We're talking about Luis Severino, and I'm excited about it because this guy is what many people will say, and I'm sure we'll say it on the episode, is going to be basically, and we've said this a bunch of times before, basically a trade deadline acquisition. And who better than getting Luis Severino back around June, July, elephants out of the cats out of the bag here. We're getting him. I just mixed those two things. We'll address the elephant in the room and the cat is out of the bag. I just mixed those two together. But yeah. Let's talk about him, but before we talk about him, Dame's got a little shout out. You also said his height and weight in two different metrics. Twice. That's cool. I just want to say that's that. fine. I don't care. Whatever. I meant to. Do we're that. we're a diverse podcast. We want to give you two in we centimeters and pounds and kilograms, whatever. Anyway, quick shout out to uh, Universal Numbers to a couple of new reviews we got. It means a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, you don't sound very I genuine wish, about it. Well, I wish I wish everyone gave their real name because it's just like loss. 2911. Whoever you are, really appreciate the review. And Cole World. Um, oh, it's Alejandro. Alejandro um, from Instagram. He communicates with us a lot. He's the, he's the guy. Um, really appreciate the reviews, guys. Um, if you're on the podcast right now listening to it, go ahead and leave a five star. It means a lot. Helps us do all these good things. And, you know, let's talk about Lou Severino. Here's a guy that always. Alejandro is a here's the guy type guy. Yeah, he's the best. He's here's the, best. the guy who always loves Shout to out. show support of the 161 boys. I just like I just really wanted to find a time to use my soundboard. That was a good one. That was a good one. Was it? Yeah. I I really I didn't think it would be. Murph is is the Murph is the guy who like rate me every time I use a soundboard. Rate me out of ten. What was that out of ten? Six. Okay, that's. <laughs> did you say six before I told you to rate me out of ten? Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. Now, you're, you are the Simon Cowell to my soundboard, and I, I would expect nothing less. Because I can't wait for that 10. <laughs> I, I can't it's, fucking it's wait happen. for that 10. When I hit you with the that's what she said real quick, I, when when it was something that nobody even realized was going to happen, I you ha- can you, every time I use the soundboard now, can you say the number? I absolutely will, but I'll tell you in advance that the 10 is going to be hard to come by. That's so fine. I'm going to be very strict with my rankings. I'll wait for it. So we're talking about Luis Severino. Just before we get into him, he is 26 years old. Just actually turned, no, wait, he's 27 now. Just turned 27 February 20th. When you guys hear this episode, it'll be 
a little birthday. bit out of there. But happy birthday, Luis Severino. Uh, he has now, before we get into him as a player who we love, let's talk about his contract. So he did just sign the contract. Four years, $40 million. In first year was 2019. He was making $4 million and a $2 million signing bonus. Then it goes 2020, $10 million. 2021, 10.25. And then he has a club option in 2022. $15 million with a $2.7 million buyout, and he becomes a free agent if he gets the club option uh, in 2022. He'll become a free agent in 2023. So uh, just initial thoughts on the contract, and not to say like the question that everybody will ask you, like, do, do you think he's living up to the contract or not? Because nobody's going to say yes at the moment, but I think there's a lot to be said about what's what's to come in the future. So what are you guys' thoughts just overall? I think there's, you know, I think that, you know, this is going to be a, uh, we've, we've said this about so many people, but I think Luis Severino is more more of the case of, this is going to be a, a massive year for this guy. And is this, he a big depends guy. It is. I, I, I mean, I'm a, the depends, a depends king, but this really is one of those situations. You know, the guy had an unbelievable 2017 that kind of trickled into 2018. Then just been battling with battling with injuries, and he's proven that he can be an ace pitcher and an ace caliber pitcher. And like I said before, he's only turning 27, and he did those things when he was so young. And doing those things when you're so young that just proves even more the type of player that you can be. And but on the flip side, you know this contract is going to be up in 2022. There's an option there. So this really is a massive proving ground for him, especially because he's only going to be pitching in the second half of the season, hopefully. You know, like all the reports are saying that he's he's vague on his his return. We get reports on when he's coming back, but, you know, New York Yankees media, we have actually have no idea when that's actually going to be. So that sucks. But he's only really going to pitch the second half of the season, and we have to plan for that. And this guy really needs to prove himself in that second half of the season. Which sucks because too he's gonna be coming off an injury. He's not gonna have the spring training to go through. So there's a lot there's a lot of different factors, but the at the the broad scope of things is that he just has a short amount of time to prove a lot, which I think he can. I think he's a lot of potential. I think that at this point in his career, I think he's earned that extra year, even if he comes back and he's a little rusty. Just because it's kind of like a proven thing, not maybe proven necessarily, but it's just kind of like a known, accepted thing that the second year back from Tommy John is the one that's the real prove it year. And I think he's given so much in his career, and he's you know he's been one, he's been the guy before we got Cole. He was seen as the ace of the future of this team. I, I think he deserves that year. Even like I said, even if he is a little rusty, and he kind of reminds me of Zach Wheeler in that sense. You know, he kind of battled injuries, battled injuries, whatever. Had came back, had his year, and then got the contract from the Phillies. And I think Luis Severino kind of has that potential to where if he comes back this year, and let's say maybe he's not necessarily a starter out of the gate, he's like one of the piggyback guys, or he's a long bullpen guy, or something, which he's had success in in the past. And he comes in, does a decent job at that and he's back to his normal self or close to it in 2022, then I, I, I think he could earn one of those contracts. I have some good news on his return Hit me. today. They, there was an article I read today that where they interviewed him and Boone 
about his return. He said that he's confident that he's going to be back to what he was and at 100% uh, this year. And then he also said that he's feeling good early on and he's hoping to be back sooner than anticipated, uh, sooner than the summer. But also they mentioned that Monty has been giving him advice on not rushing back into it. And then he alluded to when Monty had his setback with his shoulder. I think it was his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It was. Yeah. When he had his shoulder thing, he said he started throwing and kind of pushed the gas a little too hard and was trying to get back in a timetable that he wanted, not that he was advised to. So he's apparently been in Seve's ear kind of saying, even though you're throwing now, he's so he's throwing off the mound, I think, next week, and then he's going to start mixing in uh, breaking balls uh, next week. But they don't want to rush him back. And I think it's good that Monty's in his ear because if he comes back too early, you don't want to have him get a setback or anything like that. Yeah, and he and he did say that he he's he feels like the injury never happened. I I know I I listened to the uh, uh, Pinstripe Strong podcast. They had him on the other day, and shout out Josie McFly and everybody there. So they they had him on the other day. It was pretty cool, and they talked about how how good he felt. And uh, he said he's never he literally feels like the injury never happened. He feels like he's got a fresh arm, which is not a bad thing to hear. Mm-hmm. And I do not hate hearing that. Didn't like those didn't hurt my ears. So. When you when you hear that, that's awesome. But I do need to bring out bring up things that everybody's thinking about. Is it's it's just an unknown. It's it's a big unknown, and that's much like the rest of the rotation that we have. We have Kluber and Tyon that are also the same way. And when you look at the stats, I know Murph hates the stats, but I mean, Sevy hasn't he's thrown twelve innings in the last two years, so. When you look at the numbers, and I'm not going to dive too deeply into them, but everybody remembers this, is that in 2017, Seve was fucking unbelievable. And same with 2018. And when people were thinking that because he was supposed to be healthy going into next this year, 2020, I meant, he was supposed to be like that guy next to Cole, like the Cole's running mate, you know? And pitch for pitch with Cole, he was supposed to be because he's coming off of whatever injury and... Like I, I, I just want to remind people that that is not off the table if he comes back to the form that he was in before. Because the form that he was in before, I just want to compare quickly Cole to him in those years that they were pitching together. So 2017, Sevy had a 2980 ERA. This is his borderline Cy Young year. He had 193 innings pitched, and that's just ridiculous. So when you look at what is it real quick? I'm I'm I forgot my own handwriting. Why are you saying that? Why are you looking that up? Like the other crazy thing too is that what was this? This is his twenty three he was only twenty three years old during the season too. Ah, here it is. Right? <laughs> I, have, I have the info on the other side of the sheet. So I wrote this down way before and I we had this planned before. So Cole in twenty seventeen had a four two six ERA, whereas Sevy had a two nine eight. In 2017 as well, Cole had a 203 innings pitch because he's a workhorse. Sevy also had 193, which is which is something that we don't have on the Yankees, which is why I wanted to bring that up. And I can see Murph is disinterested right now because I seemingly am going on a monologue, which he hates me doing. But I, I just wanted to compare real quick the, t- the two of these. I wanted to compare to show you guys what we have in Luis Severino. The comparisons between Cole and him are not very like misdrawn like they they are similar in in the sense of what we've seen of Luis Severino before 
if you guys don't remember, Luis Severino was the guy. I remember specifically, Murph, you know our friend Dan. Dan O'Toole, big Red Sox fan. He speaks with his dad all the time, and he's like, not he's not very forgiving with Yankees. He won't give us like credit where credit is due. But I heard him on the phone one time, and he was saying like, "Yo, the Yankees got a guy," and this is in 2017. And he's talking about Luis Severino, and he's like, "Like I felt that. I felt like, do we like that moment? I felt like Luis Severino is that dude. He's good. Like he's very good. And I'm not gonna get into more of the numbers, but the number. Then I mean, they they prove it. I mean, Garrett Cole." Just trust me on this. So I, I don't want to get too deeply into it. The numbers line up between Seve and Cole in those 2017, 2018 years. And I mean, just look at the Cy Young. Cy Young, three for Seve in 2017 versus non existent for Cole. Uh, keep in mind, he's 22 that year. Seve is. Cole's older. And Cy Young, nine for Seve in 2018 because he kind of shit the bed in the second half. And Cy Young, five for Cole. Again, Seve's younger in that moment. So. I'm just saying, Seve was on pace to be as good, if not better, than Garrett Cole at a younger age. So that, that think, that's the upside. I just want to paint the picture of the upside. Yeah, I don't think anybody doubts what Seve can do when he's healthy. It's more, I think the the only question mark really for him is how he comes back, and that is as much as we want him back right away. Like if he jumps the gun, pushes it, whatever, he's either going to have setbacks or he's not going to come back the same Seve. So. I'm willing to give it patience and wait for him to come back, even if it's August, as long as he comes back the Sevy that we saw, the 100% Sevy that we expect. And I, yeah, it's not that we don't know what he can do. We know what he can do. It's whether he can get back to that level. Yeah, which is a big if. Which is a big if. And and you like you feel- said before, before you go, Chandler, the big if is, and by the numbers, it, like. If Sevi gets hurt again in 2020 and like coming back from Tommy John, people don't always know. Like, there's the misconception that people say, like, oh, you come back and throw harder from Tommy John. That doesn't happen. Like, that doesn't happen nearly ever. And just the numbers for Tommy John, I looked up. Like, I was curious, okay, what are the likelihood that we actually see Sevi back just by like science? <laughs> and about 80 to 83% of people at the professional level, uh, come back to where they were before having the Tommy John surgery. So, I mean, glass half full, we look pretty good. But there is a chance that he doesn't. So, and, and the chance, and people that say that they throw harder, they just don't. It's just, that doesn't well, happen. some do. We're, we're going to say, I mean, that so, may be well, so low. Though. That's yeah, kind of brought up another do, thing. Don't expect I, I, I kind of have two things. One, I kind of compare the Tommy John and pitchers kind of like to tearing an ACL in a football player. Yes, it's a devastating injury, but, you know, not to sound like the fucking science doctor guy because I don't know dick about science or being a doctor. But, you know, just kind of how things <laughs> have progressed. Uh, like, it's it's kind of that thing. We know what we're doing as far as treating it and making it, you know, back to normal. So, yeah, it's a devastating injury, but I think if all the precautions are taken, then he can certainly come back and be 100%. We've seen it time and time again. So that was just kind of to piggyback off Luke. Um, But what I was going to say before that is, how would you guys feel about him coming back? Say he comes back, like, late summer, he gets a few starts in, whatever, but let's say Tyon and... Kluber and everybody are living up to their name 
and Sevy comes out of the bullpen come October. Are we okay with that? Or would we rather would you rather push him, I guess, and put him in the five spot in a playoff series, or would you rather see him out of the bullpen? I, I'm a big like <laughs> I'm not gonna say depends. depends I'm, not, I'm not gonna say depends. Are you <laughs> say all the time? Da- I didn't get. I didn't get that on this soundboard. Yeah, that would get a ten out of Murph because before Damon opens his mouth up, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm a big depends guy. <laughs> no, but what I was gonna say was, um, that's all. I'm gonna shit, I forgot. Now, now I'm gonna say it depends. But now I yeah, I'm gonna put that on oh, the soundboard too. Shit, I forgot. You know what? How about this? I'll say it. I'll say it depends. I'll take the depends thing off of you because it, it does depend. It depends. When well, he comes back, say, it, well, I told you it depends how the it depends back. how the starting rotation is doing up to that, which you said they're doing well. Depends how the bullpen comes into play. Depends how comfortable he is. Depends who we're playing, where he's going to fit in. There's a lot, a lot of variables in yeah. that. I'm just saying, like I gave you a pretty like generic scenario. <laughs> you know, answer all the things fucking question. Can, <laughs> all, hold on, all things considered, you know, like let's just assume everything goes as planned. All right, so when does he come back in the situation? Give me he like comes a, back a, a July. date. July. Mid- he comes back. Absolutely. He comes back on my birthday as a birthday present to me, July fifteenth. You guys can all tell me happy birthday on my Absolutely. birthday. I appreciate yeah. that. I need to add you on Facebook because that's Please. where I, that's where I get all my <laughs> that's a Facebook. good point. That's where I get all my birthday notifications. No, but if and I just back, met you like last month, so I can't. If he comes back. July <laughs> I don't have 15th. you on Facebook yet. It's been, it's been like six months, but yeah. He, I, I think if he actually, comes back. October. Sorry, go ahead, Murph. We, no, we, I'm me just and Chandler saying, if he comes back, if he comes back July 15th, he's going to get the innings where I'm more than comfortable with him. He probably won't even have to come out of the bullpen if he comes back July 15th, in my opinion. I think he lands above Kluber and Tyon if he comes back in even a shadow of what I think he can. Yeah. When, when is the trade deadline? I don't know what it is. The very end of July. Okay, is so, it still so he, July? He actually they... literally will be a trade deadline acquisition. Don't, and, no. and, and I don't like that saying. You know Brian I Cashman, I need you to pipe down. No, I yeah. No, and I, I was about to say, I, I don't like that saying, but it, it will kind of feel like that a little bit. I'm not, And that's not a cop-out to say that we shouldn't get another acquisition, but it is saying that it, it will feel like that to the Yankees when he does come back. What? July thirty first, literally the last day. Okay, of July. So I, I, so, I and yeah, and like I said, that's not a cop out to say, and that is a GM thing to say, and I agree with that. It's like, oh yeah, he, he was our acquisition. Like no, mm. you're the Yankees. You have a lot of money. Like you could definitely get like a guy like you know Chris Bryant. Just to say, Chris Bryant is probably on the block or somebody who's a superstar that you can get as an acquisition who's available in a trade. Trevor Story, random people, but. We should definitely get somebody else too, because I mean the Dodgers are loaded as well, and this is not very. This is not one ammunition. by any means. We definitely could use the extra ammunition, especially with an injury-prone team. But it it will feel great getting him back, and th- if he is a shell of himself, that is a big addition. Because you know what happens with this that that bumps so much for this entire rotation. So obviously, big assumption, big depends. Is health. Sorry, I hit him kind of hard. Way too hard. <laughs> Big depends thing is that depending on Kluber and Tyon's health. So if, if Kluber and Tyon are healthy, then that pushes Sevy as I'll, I'll put Sevy as a two. I'll, I'll put some respect on his name for sure. So if Sevy comes back, he's number two. Garrett Cole's Luis Severino. 
Tyon Kluber, if they're both healthy, which is a big depends. There's a lighter tap. Uh, then they're the three and the four and the five. I, I am willing to give Devi that five, but this is for, this is nor the time nor the place to talk about this. I don't want to hear your conversations whether, about it. Whether it's him or Monty, either it doesn't way. matter. Either one, exactly. And the other, the the latter half goes to the bullpen. It doesn't really doesn't change that much. But with that being said, getting a two at the deadline like that is awesome. And the amount that he can mean to this team, and if he feels as good as he says he does, that's amazing. Because even more so, if the health doesn't hold up with Jameson, Tyon, and Kluber, let's let's assume one of them is hurt. You need a guy like Sevy. Like that doesn't become like an addition or a like. Oh my God, look at how loaded we are now. That becomes a need. That becomes like okay, we were expecting this to happen, and if it doesn't, we're fucked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I was, what I was gonna say before was like, if to answer your question before Chandler, just about the whole situation. If if that situation comes about, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Like if the starters are dealing and they're in a groove, don't fuck with it, right? Let's, That's how I feel. Yeah. Like, like and and just real quick, and I'll let you get right back to it. It's just because I, I I just want to point to the twenty fuck was it twenty sixteen <laughs> season when uh, he. He was coming in off the really high expectations, and he shit the bed the first month. He, he went down to the minors, came back. He was in the bullpen for a couple months, and he was lights out. So that's kind of what gives me confidence in that, and kind of why I brought it up in the first place is just because he has experience. He's done well there. And come October, say he's not ready to start yet, I trust him Sarah, if our bullpen's depleted. I trust him over Sessa. I trust him over – you know, any of those just random innings eaters that are in that bullpen. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but no, 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 you're right. You're right. You're hundred percent right. Like again, like well, the main reason I'm saying that is because two reasons. One is because if the stars are dealing, don't mess with it. Like you cannot mess with that kind of mojo. Let the, let the guys roll with it. Right. And two, like Rel was saying before, he hasn't, he's pitched less than 20 innings in two years. 12. Exactly. Let him <laughs> let him ease into it. Pull him in a bullpen. He he doesn't have he doesn't have the luxury to go to spring training. He doesn't have the opportunity to rehab in live games. Put him in the bullpen. See how he does. If he's lights out, yeah. maybe give him the opportunity to go in there and start. But don't throw him into the fire if it's not necessary. I don't I don't really agree that, so much with that. I I kind of want them to. I don't, I don't like the why? idea of him in the bullpen. But why? But Rella, I'm gonna agree with you. That's Probably. so. Why is this happening so frequently? There, no, there's got to be something wrong with what we're talking about because we're agreeing. We definitely we're don't still agree. under the assumption that he's coming back July fifteenth, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Wait, you're what talking the playoffs. So no, yeah. I'm, so he I'm has two months to right be. Now. I was. I'm saying. I'm with he you. He comes back July fifteenth. He's got two months to be a starting pitcher, and then after those two months, and it's late September. You he should be ready. No. Whether he is going to be ready and reliable or to be he's a not. starter, and yeah. Well, and my I, whole point I, is, I think if he comes back July fifteenth, he's an automatic starter in yeah. the playoffs. I really do. My saying, whole point is it's usually year two before people are fully recovered in game, like back to normal for Tommy John. So I don't want to push him and expect him out there in a high spot to go five innings. I would rather see his stuff for one or two. Rather than you know push it because that's the big thing and we saw with Monty too that's the big thing that comes back with Tommy John people it's not the very first 
inning stuff like that. It's the longevity. Murph, I, mean, I see you. I'm, I know. I'm glad you mentioned Monty over there. No, no, no. I'm glad you mentioned Monty because I think if anything, say he's struggling a bit finding his groove in the first couple of months, then give him the Monty treatment. Monty came in in the playoffs and pitched four innings, and then we went to wait. He went in starting, knowing he's only going a few innings, and then we went to the bullpen. So. I would rather see him in the Monty playoff starting role where he pitches four innings and then no matter how well he pitches, he gets pulled after four, than have him come out of the bullpen. I think even though he did well in the bullpen, we have it's not like we need help in the bullpen. We ah, can start. It's ah, not not like I don't think it's not a glaring issue. A, no. a, I don't think he'd be that great of the bullpen. I feel like it'd be a hit on his confidence. And B, I think I agree if with anything, that. we would need him to fill the f- the fourth rotation and have him throw four and then make it essentially a bullpen game. But the first half is his. Well, the thing with Monty this year is that it was a necessity. We didn't have another person this year. Theoretically, it may theoretically, be and guys. I know that this is a big theoretically because we already have Clark. It may Schmidt be that way. Fucking weekend, yeah, it, it's going to be that way. Yeah, don't the, don't even the, say the theoretical. Well, the situation that Chandler proposed was that people were healthy and they were dealing. That that's yeah, that's why the question was brought why are, up. Why are we talking yeah. in things like situations that are never going to happen? Because like, because I want to be positive. Damn it, I'm in my mode. Where yeah, but you you can't be positive because we recorded this episode on the day that Clark Schmidt. It, I mean, this is old news at the time you guys listen to this, but let's just talk about it for a second. What the fuck? Like, that, that, there's no reason to be positive because clearly the strength. I'm now on team strength and conditioning sucks because this guy had a max out day. I don't know if you guys heard this, but the reason why he got hurt was he had a max out day. He maxed out today. That's like going back to the gym after not working out for four months and just benching 300 pounds for one rep. That's that's what you're gonna do. Murph's so gonna that's explode. enough of this. Murph's but Murph, explode Murph, explode on us. No, I know. I'm sorry. We shouldn't have jumped the gun yet because I'm I'm just saying that. That's we're going back. Episode. We're going back to the Sevy playoffs thing because if say, I don't think we're gonna have to get into the playoffs on a wild card. But say we do. Say we have a wild card game. Expanded playoffs are also gone, by the way. So this is regular. No, I know. Playoffs. But I'm saying I know. Just say we have a wild Not card for game. you for the listeners. <laughs> Say we have a wild card game, and then game one, game two. Even if everybody's healthy, that's going to be Kluber, Tyon, and Cole. That's then cool, that man. game three, say whoever pitched a wild card game is not ready yet. Say we have a 2-0 lead. Say we win a wild card game, have a 2-0 lead. Are you going to want to throw whoever through the wild card game? Obviously, maybe it's Garrett Cole back out there. No, you would throw Seve in that situation for four innings, then go to the bullpen. Like I don't. I would much rather see him do that. I mean, I'm in a perfect world. I would too. I'm just saying there. I fully expect there to be rust. He's not going to come out and be the Cy Young candidate off the bat. That's just unrealistic to expect that. So I, in in my scenario, you know, I'm expecting him by the end of the season to kind of be finding his feel again to where he's not fully back, but he's getting there. I don't expect him to come back July 15th and go seven innings, 13 Ks and no runs and a hit. Like, I'm expecting him to go short starts, get his feel back. He's he's going to be eh, and then, you know, he's going to find a groove like mid-September and these spot starts. And that's what I that's kind of what I'm basing all of this off of is he doesn't have a huge body of great work to go by. It's about a bunch of average like you can see flashes of old him and he's getting back into form. That's where I that's so, kind of what led me to that question. But the thing about a guy coming back 
like that, right? And you're saying he's finding his groove in mid-September. So maybe you don't want to throw him out there for any long start. You're not going to rely on him for seven innings. But I feel like he's going to pitch way better starting a game for four innings where he has the bullpen backup and, God willing, run support rather than coming out of the bullpen. Because where are you going to use him in the bullpen? You're not going to put him into a high leverage situation if he doesn't have a stuff back. You're going to put him in either if we're up or down a lot as a long reliever, which where do you see his value more as a starting pitcher for even if it's just for four innings or coming in in a blowout either way. He's a starting pitcher. Right. So when it comes to the, to the, to the postseason, like obviously we need help with the bullpen, but are you going to say we're up two with two on, you're going to put in Severino. You're going to throw him into that. The only thing that it, that we haven't mentioned yet is how like amazing he's been in the playoffs in in, in the uh, regular season. But he's he's a bad playoff pitcher, and the numbers agree with me, and the eye test agrees with me. Like he has a five one seven career postseason ERA with a one three loss, and the two the two starts glare at you. Like he's had a couple that are that are fine, nothing necessarily dominant that we can remember. But like the the two wild card games, he hates wild card games. So hopefully we don't make a wild card game, and he has to start it because he actually, you know what? He was well, great. Whatever, because he won't start the wild card game because we have Cole. But like, I mean, you guys remember the wild card games? We, Murph, me and you were there for the. Were you there for the Twins one that that I went to? The Twins one, he he got roughed up in. He went. Yeah, he, got, he got one out, and he had he get, gave up like four, three earned runs, and one out. Oh, that was that was like. That was like a couple of years ago. 2017. Yeah, that was when yeah. I was gonna say, I don't. The... Yeah, that was a long. That, that was, was the one we were behind. I mean, that was that was when he was like Judge the hit the guy, home run to left. Probably, and he, yeah, Judge that's did the, the whole year he thing. was third in Cy Young, right? But like that was his big year. Yeah, he also was, pitched. He also year. pitched really, really well in the 2019 postseason. If I remember right, I don't know. Wait, what? I, I thought he pitched pretty well. I don't no. think in he. The Houston I, I think his ERA is way bloated from that, and then he had that one start against the Red Sox in 2018, where we lost like 16 to two, and he gave up like seven earned. Where yeah, he no, like I, forgot yeah, the game timer, fucking. Whatever long story was. short, with him, yeah, he let up. He let up six. That yeah. Long story I'm short, sorry, he's a five one seven career postseason ERA. There's some bad mixed in. There's some good mixed in. That's just who he is, and I, I, that's another thing. Another eye to keep on him is he's a great pitcher. If he comes back to where he was, but even when he was healthy, he wasn't good, a good postseason pitcher. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. That's that's all I wanted to bring in. I didn't want to bring up any bad memories that people had of him getting pulled against the Twins or you know Oakland, whatever happened there. But that was awesome. Those are great memories. Oakland, Oakland, well, no. Oakland was like about just as much of a struggle as a pitcher can be in in, but give up no runs. It was yeah, awesome. I was, I was say, at that game. Up, he didn't it, give up a single run in that game. It was, was four. Yeah, but if you, yeah, but you you say he gave up no runs, but if you were there like I was and you were too, Murph, th- no, that that did not the stat. It was a it was a stressful. No, I was sweating not my show. ass off. Yeah, the stats. He was in bases loaded every inning, but he got lucky. Every no, I, but that wasn't lucky. Yeah, I don't know. I. Did he call it luck? He call everyone in the postseason. He's only pitched more than four full innings once against Cleveland in 2017, and he got robbed. Not a good but postseason pitcher. Hopefully, no, 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 hopefully no, he matures. But listen, no, but listen, no, but listen. I'm saying in the except for the no, but listen. the game against Boston <laughs> two years ago, he's thrown four postseason games for four innings or less every time, and so 
2019, the last year he was healthy in the postseason, he threw four innings against Minnesota and he threw four innings against Houston. And he didn't give up a run against Minnesota and he gave up 2.16 ERA. Oh, he gave up two runs. That doesn't add up. Stop, Confused stop trying to be a stat guy, Murph. You're really yeah, killing no, it. You're obviously really killing it's not. It but no, yeah, he, I, no, you're right. The eye test is not that great, but he does throw pretty short. So maybe he is the four-inning Monty in the postseason if he comes up. I don't want him in the same conversation as Monty, but, you know. I, I'm just saying the the four-innings thing. That's the only, that's yeah. the only thing. I, th- I think we I think we had everything on him. Uh, we talked about everything, our expectations for him. I, I, I think it's just going to be great. I think it's going to be great getting how, him how back. Many, how many games 2022 you, Cy Young winner. How many regular season games do you genuinely think he's going to start? Oh, we're doing an over-under now? Well, Murph, you, if you ask that question, you have to give us an over-under. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I gave you one the other episode. No, yeah. Uh, I, like I, I just can't do that quick, quick math. I was going to say I was going to say six. That's how, what I said. Five. How many so. does he? How many does he start in, a, in? In two months? Yeah. All right. So half I'll, I'll set, I'll, half I was season. gonna. Say, I'd say seven and a half would be the spread. I'm so I'm going under in 2017. I'm under. In somebody, 2017, he started 31. He started 32 in 2018. So give him half the year. So about 16 ish, 15 ish. I'm hammering the under. So 15 ish, 16 ish. If no, you but, tell no, me 15, no, 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 no. no. If you're the setting end. the line, I'm not setting it as that. I'm going to set it lower than that because you're coming let's off injury. Let's set it seven and a half. Because those Under. are giving full health. So let's set it at, no, seven and a half. We'll set it at. I think seven and a half is a great line. Starts? Yeah, under. Yeah, under. I would take the under, under too. I'm going to go over personally, but I would set I it at. I would set it at. Line. I would set it at ten and a half. Under. Ten and a half. Oh my God, under. So Where can I give you my life savings for that? Which is not much. Under. I would I would take the over. No way. Sorry. Over ten and a half? I don't think over ten and a half. I think Dude, over I think I think, I think ten and, and, and a half, half on the dot. That's nothing against And I and I, I, I and I'm talking about that half because it's a four inning outing. Between uh, seven and ten, I think. I just based on based on what we've seen before, I just don't see him coming back at the scheduled time period. And I think they're going to ease him into it. I hope he does. And I think it's going to be under. Hammer it. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. Try to fool yourself till you believe it That you're better off not men not feeling But there's a sky if you jump through the ceiling Oh, we don't need to say we're sorry We don't need to worship heaven's heart We don't need to say we're sorry
Broke me out of this life institution, no Trying my best, buddy, I'm just a human, oh We don't need to say we're sorry 